What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Drinks with Drea. I am your host, Miss Drea. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. We are 12 days into Black History Month. I hope you guys are enriching your lives and the lives of your children and the lives of your family with wonderful Black history. Not just stuff that happened years ago, but some of our Black heroes that we see every single day. Let's take every opportunity that we have to celebrate our Blackness because Black is beautiful. I'm not even going to address anything about any other culture because nothing needs to be said. I said what I said. I love my melanin. Okay. So just had to get that part out of here. Now, I want to talk about a black man. And this black man name is Floyd Mayweather. Now, I... Mm, okay, I don't even know what to say about him. Like Floyd Mayweather, um, for those of you who don't know, you know what? I'm not giving y'all a bio. Look him up. Floyd Mayweather, okay? I guess he's undefeated. Um, he's a little mini man boxing champion, I guess. I'm 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 just not feeling him right now. Um, because if you go on TMZ, watch the video of this 40-something-year-old black man talk about how he refuses to boycott because he doesn't follow the crowd, how, you know, racism does exist everywhere and Black Lives Matter. But to hell with all that, I'm going to continue to spend my money, my fortune, hundreds of thousands of dollars on materialistic things made by Gucci, who has completely disrespected my entire race of people. So quick update on Gucci. Gucci and many other uh, designers and people in general, they seem to enjoy blackface. Now, I know that we have had like Martin Luther, I'm sorry, oh my God, I'm about to say Martin Luther King, RIP Martin Luther King, the hero, but no, not Martin Luther King, Martin Lawrence. We've had uh, Sean and Marlon Wayans. We've had... Um, Different uh, black comedians over the years portray, even Eddie Murphy, portray white people. So I guess that's called white face. But I think, you know, we have to keep things in the proper context. So when you see a white person in blackface, the reason it's super disrespectful is if you go back to the early, 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 early days, you know, there would be uh, movies and cartoons and different shows that would uh, portray black people to look a certain way. Um, and the best way to describe it is like a monkey with these big exaggerated lips, droopy faces. I mean, basically like a walking monkey. And then you'd have actors put shoe polish over their faces, you know, uh huge white uh, around their lips just kind of creating this monkey-like ape-like figure used to depict black people and it's very disrespectful and and it's books back in the day that talks about coons and niggers and watermelon and chicken and all this other crazy stuff again look it up for yourself but it's highly disrespectful and this comes from a historical Standpoint. So this is something they did in earlier times and we see that it happens 
very frequently throughout history where people will have parties and they will darken their skin to look like Michael Jackson, which doesn't make any sense because Michael Jackson lightened his skin. You have situations where people will say, oh, I just wanted to play a hip black chick. And so they darken their makeup and, and curly their hair and all of these different things. And so... I've seen some that were tasteful and may have been more in respect in a respectful way um just to, you know because they are portraying a character for Halloween maybe they're portraying someone like a Beyonce and they wear their hair straight and kind of use a darker complexion and wear something that Beyonce would wear depending on the person and how they're conducting themselves maybe it is something that's all in fun and can be done respectful but when you have this extremely dark skin with bright big red or white lips you're clearly referencing um blackface and so Gucci created a sweater which I don't know who the hell they thought would wear this sweater because it looks stupid like let's take away the racial uh undertones with this sweater it looks dumb as hell it is a $900 sweater that has a long like I guess it's like a turtle it's like it's like a turtle face I don't know because the turtleneck covers your neck. It goes over your face and it has a hole for your lips and it's black with red lips. And of course, people seeing this, the first thing they think is what the hell is going on here? Why does this sweater for $900 at Gucci resemble blackface? And of course, because they know who their consumers are. Mind you, we're not you know, I'm not saying black people make Gucci, make or break Gucci. They could probably be just fine with or without us, you know, supporting their business. I don't know many people who own Gucci, but I knew, do see it frequently worn by celebrities, the athletes, the rappers, the uh, actors and actors, all these different people. But I don't know many people who actually wear Gucci, but, you know, they, they, they don't want to be seen as this brand, um that is disrespectful to the culture because they know that that's the wrong side of history. They know that that can affect business. So they immediately apologize and pull back um, the sweater. But even with that, black people are just getting fed up, just quite just fed up. How many times are you guys going to expect us to just continue to be kicked over and 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 over again. We're already dealing with the NFL issue. Colin Kaepernick, who I love, love you, Colin Kaepernick, stood up. Well, actually, he kneeled down um, to pay, to get the world to pay attention to the injustice that black and brown people face when it comes to police brutality. And he did it at the expense of his career. So some of us are protesting, some of us are not. So we have our own issues in our community. And what I wish for us is that we found unity. And if you think about, and I'm gonna get back to Floyd in a second, but I I just kind of went off into a tangent. But if you think about the days of... Uh, maybe Jim Crow, just around the time, not necessarily slavery, but after slavery and in the round and before and during Jim Crow era, where you'd have these images, right, of of white people all together um, in unison 
hurting black people, whether that was a lynching or a beating or something to that effect. I'm pretty sure everybody that stood in those crowds did not agree with what was going on. But they were in one joined body. And I'm not saying we need to be like that. I'm just saying that there is a sense of unity there, whether it's right or wrong to say, look, this is what we as a group of people are doing. And whether we all agree or not, we're going to stand together. And I'm not, again, saying that we should do anything of that nature or that they're model citizens, but we constantly see examples where other groups of people unify and stand together where we do not, no matter what the issue is. If, you know, he's kneeling, people say, why are you kneeling? It doesn't make sense to kneel. Just play the football game. You could take that issue somewhere else. And this is black and white people, all types of people saying this. Imagine if every black NFL player would have said, regardless of whether I agree with what he did or not, I'm going to kneel anyway. There would be no football game. They would have had no choice but to listen. They would have had no choice but to put money behind it. They would have had no choice but to sit down with the police superintendents and everybody involved and say, you have to do a better job of your relationship with black people because my money is being affected. But no, a few people supported. Most said, eh, it's not my problem. Not my horse, not my race. Let me go have a seat. So that this man has sacrificed something and he's going to be fine because the community stood behind him. Nike stood up for him. He's going to continue to make his money. He's going to be fine. Whether he plays in the NFL or not, he will be absolutely fine. But why couldn't we stand up for him? We see... Many of our black and brown babies getting gunned down in the street for reaching for cell phones, brushes, combs, uh, IDs, a water cup, um, playing with water guns or BB guns, holding an unloaded gun in Walmart that Walmart sells. Um, Just all kinds of crazy scenarios. I just read a story that happened back in 2012 where Sergeant James Brown was held in El Paso, Texas um, uh, jail was supposed to be there for 48 hours. And all of these officers in riot gear pinned him down to the point that he went into some type of uh, frantic mode or whatever. I don't know. I guess they're tying it to his uh, sickle cell, saying that he was having issues with sickle cell, and they just watched him die. This is a man that is a sergeant who been to Iraq and served two tours and he has to come home and deal with this. So regardless if you like his method of how he's protesting, what he's protesting is valid. Why couldn't we all say F you to the president, F you to the police, F you to the NFL so that we can affect change? But no, but no. We don't do stuff like that. We'd rather beef with each other, argue with each other, not over the issues because we're all clear what the issues are. But how we go about it, I can't stand behind that. Look, at some point, you're just going to have to suck it up and realize that your idea isn't the idea we rolling with today. If we as a black people can just agree to something, whether that's kneeling, whether that's boycotting, whether that's protesting, I 
I don't give a damn what it is. We all have to do it together. If we fail to do it together, nothing will change. Back in uh, the civil rights movement, I'm pretty sure it wasn't everybody who stood with Malcolm. I'm sorry. Oh, my Lord. I got to get my black heroes together with Martin Luther King. But it was enough of them to come together and the allies of different races to say, we have to change this. And change happened. Now we have other leaders saying, oh, Wow, when we were able to integrate with everyone else, then our businesses suffered. And, you know, I get it, but sometimes we have to move together. And if something isn't working, we have to adjust together. Whatever it is, we have to come together in unison to make change happen for our people. It's not going to take just one of us just a few of us, just a handful of us, but a good strong majority of us are going to have to get on one accord about something. Now back to this fool, Floyd Mayweather. TMZ catches this man outside of the Gucci store and he says, listen, I do what I want to do. I don't follow crowds. I'm out here trying to live my life. Fool. This is the same fool that got an $18 million watch, by the way. And I'm pretty sure a black man didn't make or sell that to him. But that's neither here nor there. But do you know how many people could be lifted out of poverty with $18 million? People that look like him. But, you know, he's not a, he's not a Manny Pacquiao. I see why they celebrate Manny Pacquiao, where he's from. And why we look at this fool and, and shake our head. Because what are you doing for your people? You got $18 million to blow on a watch. And we got all these people living below the poverty line. Come on, man. You could pay a few people, a few thousand people's uh, one-year rent with that. And help them and tell them, look... Your rent is covered. Everything you make for this year, you save that and you invest that in the business. Come on now. Come on now. Help set a trend for something new. But I'm... <sighs> Pull it back, Andrea. And, and he just... He's just saying, you know what? I don't... I, that's not my problem. I mean, Black Lives Matter. They important. I get it. But uh, I'm going to do me. Now, this man has enough money and enough resources where he could create his own Gucci. He can invest in luxury material. He could build a manufacturing plant. He can employ thousands of black people. He can design fresh and flat items that other black people can consume. And he can keep build, he can build money and create something luxury for the community where we wouldn't even have to go to Gucci. We could be wearing Flucci. Or Floydy, or whatever he want to call it, Mayman, the money team. Why don't the money team design fresh bags and coats and shoes just like how Gucci does it? You have the resources. You got the money. You ain't even got to just give money away. Create something that's equivalent to Gucci so the people in our community that like nice, expensive things can enjoy those things without having to put their money in the pocket of people who hate them, who don't care about them, and who consistently oppress them. What's so hard about that? But you want to just live and enjoy life. So while we sitting here spending our hard-earned everyday money for your occasional fight where you dance around the ring 
and play tag with some random person we don't even know and get millions of dollars. We're spending our hard-earned money when a, a good majority of people of color, people in general, are living paycheck to paycheck, but we're spending money to support you. And you can't stop buying some some crap to just say I stand with my people. Are you? Ooh, ooh. I'm sorry, y'all. But that man, if I knew him in real life, I know he's a professional boxer, and I know he would probably knock me out. But I would try to do something, trip that Negro or something, pull a cord over his head, something. I don't know. I ain't talking about lynching, but I'm just saying, put something where he running and you just lift the line up a little bit around his ankles and let him fall right on his face. I will push that Negro off a fire hydrant head first because it doesn't make sense for you to have that much money, that much resource, that much reach, that much influence, that much power. And you going to say, I do what I want to do. I'm living life. Man, I wish we could cancel him, but ain't nothing to cancel. He done made his money already. He'd have made his money already. And you know what? He doesn't even deserve all of my energy right now. I'm just in disbelief when I saw it. I'm just like, come on, Floyd. Come on, bruh. Don't let don't let TMZ catch you. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Cause you just stabbed all us in the back and said, to hell with my people, to hell with what offends us. You gonna have a fool like me with money who's gonna keep you in business. Don't even worry about it. Keep on oppressing them. Keep on oppressing my people, boss. Oh, Uncle Rucklehead. Ooh. <sighs> and scene. I'm not gonna let that man get all my energy, but I was in disbelief. This is Black History Month. And I feel like we just been getting disrespected left and right. The sweater then came out. We found in all these old videos of Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon and all these other people that and and I never caught on to that. And I think you know, we probably all seen these images before. But now it's just an interesting time because everything is just in your face. And I get it. You're trying to do the co- the comedy thing because, you know, like I said, Martin Lawrence did his, you know, the guy, the blonde head guy, the, t- the fast talking Italian guy. And I get it into some degree. I guess it could be seen as comedy. I think it all just goes into that person's mind, into that person's heart. And I think that we can't pretend like this, these images aren't coming from an ugly place. We know it comes from an ugly place. We'd be lying to ourselves if we said it did not come from an ugly place. Even Liam Neeson. Now, I like, I liked him. I liked him. And I, and I guess for me, what drives me crazy about what he said, and if you don't know about Liam Neeson, he basically admitted that years ago, I guess he may have been in his 20s, a friend of his was raped. And he asked her, well, who was this guy? Did you know him? What what color was he? I don't know why color matters. Like, my friend has been raped and I need to know the color of the person that raped you. I think the first thing would be to console them, to help, you know, give peace to them, to work with the police, to share what I know, to help encourage them to work with the police. Like, I'm not thinking, what color is this bastard that hurt you? But it happened to turn out to be... 
a black man. So he went on a, a personal vengeance and said, you know what? The first black bastard that I see, I wish they start something with me because I'm a killer. And this is where I have a problem. And I, I acknowledge the fact that he said that that was wrong and that he tried, you know, he went to get help after the fact because he realized that what he was doing was wrong. And I appreciate that transparency and that awareness from him. But this is where I have a problem because and it, it's deeper than Liam Neeson. Because I remember years ago when I was in high school, I used to work at Target. And this was really the first time that I interacted with where, you know, where I felt like a minority. You know, I've always lived in black communities, always went to black schools. Very seldomly you'd see that, you know, hood white chick here and there. But very seldomly did I ever feel like a minority until I worked um at Target and it was a girl there and I think I was about 16 she was a little bit older she was 19 and I don't know why this conversation was even going on but they were talking about her and another girl was talking about if she was to be raped by a black man she could never be around black men for a long time now I don't know why this is even a conversation like I've never sat down with my friends like, girl, let me tell you if a white man was to rape me, be like, what conversation is this? Who talks about stuff like this? But apparently it was a lot of stuff that, that, that young white kids talked about that I just didn't experience with my black friends. Like I remember a guy was like, Hey, you know, a good way to get into college, just say that you're black. And I'm like, what the hell that's supposed to mean? What, black people just get free rides? I I mean, I've heard some of the most ridiculous stuff with working, you know, being a true minority for the first time in my life. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Because I don't know about you, but me and my black friend, we just don't do that. We don't talk about race in that way. We don't sit and make white jokes. We don't talk about what white people do like you know what i'm saying i guess we kind of do have that oh my god becky what are you doing i mean i guess we do have some extent of it but not to the point where it's just like what do you say when you see a black man in the suit will the defendant please rise like we don't just put all this negative connotation i mean i don't know maybe we do Maybe we do. I just feel like ours isn't as bad. And maybe that's because society portrays us as criminals and rapists and violent and ghetto and loud and portrayed them as, oh my God, how are you? Or super intelligent or creators. And we're finding out, you know, generations later that some of the things that they took credit for, they didn't even do. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway. Going back to Liam Neeson, so I appreciate and acknowledge that he did say that that was wrong. But going back to the conversation with the girls at Target, this is a conditioning. People say, you know, I've heard, I've read somewhere that racism is a sickness, it's a disease. It's a conditioning. What the parents are teaching the kids, in addition to what um, the media and movies and all of these different things that, that, that gives us a visual of how people are is all conditioning people to all believe the same thing. Cause black people believe the same thing. We just don't speak on it or fear it in the same way. We are all conditioned to believe that white is good and black is bad. And the closer you are to white, the closer you are to good and the closer you are to black, the closer you are to bad. I've heard stories within my own family where my mother, who's dark skinned, who had a sister who had, you know, who had family members or sister, whatever, that was fairer skinned. And my mother would be treated differently. We have this 
this is a conditioning. It is a problem. We all suffer from some version of white supremacy because we've been conditioned. Since it's been created, we've been conditioned and we've been conditioned to believe that the white man is supreme and superior. And so we love what the white man loves. That's why if you were, it could be a hundred people in a room with one white woman. If that white woman was in distress, every black person in that room would run to save her. We love what the white man loves and we hate what the black, what the white man hates. And that is the black man. And we are all a part of this conditioning. So Liam Neeson, while I'm looking at it like, dude, first of all, you didn't need to share that. Second of all, yes, that is racist, but it's conditioning. You've been believe, you've been taught your whole life that black people are bad, they're rapists, they're criminal, black men are violent, they're thugs, they're superior to they're superior only in their strength. So we have to always remain diligent to stop them from taking over. Because if that girl would have said I was raped by a white man, I'm pretty sure he would not have gone home where there are other plenty of other white guys that said I'm waiting on a white bastard to come against me. No. No, mm-mm. he wouldn't have done that. He would have just been like, well, can we get more details? Do you know, was he tall? Was he, did he have blonde hair? That's so unfortunate. I can't believe that white bastard did that to you. And guess what? They pro- he probably wouldn't even wanted the white man in jail. Cause look how many people are getting off. White judges are letting young white college boys out because we don't want to ruin his life because of a mistake he made in college. You don't have a problem ruining little Raekwon's life who made a bad decision at 12. You don't have a problem charging him as an adult and leaving him in prison his whole life for selling drugs. But you want to preserve the life of Timmy because God forbid, yes, Timmy may have raped a two-year-old, but you know, should he pay for that his whole life? Man, this world we live in is crazy. And I could go on and on and on. But it's just certain things that just really just been oh, weighing heavy on my mind. Floyd Mayweather, I know you probably will never in life hear this. But I want you to know something. I'm not going to insult you. I'm just going to say this. Brother, we need people in your position to really be a champion for our people. Not to say that I'm going to be on an island by myself and to hell with you other Negroes, you can drown. No, you have the power and the resources and the reach to do something powerful, powerful for our community, for our greater good. You have a right to support what you want but if you look right now we are under attack most of us don't have the resources or the reach or the power that you have we need you we can't afford to cancel you or lose you we need you to be a champion for our people so stop with the show you're not in the ring You don't have any more fights to win. Grow up and be the man that we know you can be. Liam Neeson, I thank you for acknowledging the faults, but I need you to be real with yourself. There's something deep-rooted in you that's part of that conditioning that I need you to go ahead and break through. 
And I, I thank you for your self-awareness. But I need you to acknowledge that that was very racist. And I need to, I need you to not only check yourself, but check the people that look like you to say, listen, we got to break this cycle because it's not fair. If you're not willing to kill every white person for whatever crime another white person does, then don't put that on us. Black people. I understand where you're coming from. Sometimes I look at people protesting and think, oh my God, they are just blocking traffic. Would y'all go sit down? Y'all know good and well, they is not finna indict that man. Or I might be looking at, sitting there thinking about, oh God, here we go. Another boycott. What, what, what am I not already buying? Am I not supposed to buy? Cause I don't buy Gucci as it is. I, if I had the money for it, I still wouldn't buy it. I don't have no desire. And I thank my mother for this because she just, she ain't on that. She don't care about no Jordan, no Pippin, no Grant. She don't care who he is. She will gladly go to a store and say, let me get some Fila's. Let me get a little K-Swiss. Let me get a little Reebok. I'm going to stay over here in my lane. Y'all do y'all. So I don't have any type of desire or love for materialism. And I'm so thankful for that. But there are people who like it. But let's start making our own. How about that? Let's make stuff that we like because we're the creators of fly anyway. Why are we relying on somebody else to make us fly when we can do it for ourselves? But, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. We gotta we gotta break our conditioning, but but as far as us as a community of people, regardless if we agree with the method, sometimes we just gotta stand together. Just because. Just because and I talked about this when I was talking about Monique. Sometimes we just gotta stand behind each other just because I might not agree with you kneeling. I might not. I think my knee hurt. I've been running, I've been you know, I was an athlete in high school. I don't wanna be on my knee. But if if all of us on our knees sends the right message to actually affect change, man, you better put a knee, a pillow up under there. Let's kneel together. Let's march together. Let's boycott together. Whatever we are, whatever we choose to do, let's do it together. Because we are a very important part of this world. Not just this country, of this entire world. And our voices matter, our lives matter. We have to care first. We have to acknowledge that we are all impacted and affected by white supremacy. And if we want them to break it, we got to break it within our own group. I don't care how dark your cousin is. You ain't got to acknowledge. You ain't got to make a joke that your cousin dark. I don't care how light your cousin is. You ain't got to make an issue about them being light. We can stop this within ourselves and get ourselves together. Let's heal ourselves. Let's break the chains that have hindered us for hundreds of years. And let's start coming together and moving forward. We're too great for this. We're too magical for this. We're too powerful for this. We got to be greater together. I don't care about individual parties, Democrats, Republicans, I don't care. It don't matter. Because at the end of the day, our voices are small in every last one of those organizations. Because we can't get our stuff together. I don't want us to be a monolith. That's not what I'm saying. But I want us to stand together just the hell because. Not for no bullcrap. 
And don't twist my words to say, oh, so if a man rapes somebody, I just supposed to stand by you. No, that's not what I mean. But if a person says, I'm going to kneel, man, just imagine if all of them would have kneeled. Just imagine for one second. I don't know what percentage of the NFL is black, but I'm pretty sure they could not kick them all out and still have a league. But that's just food for thought. I'm not going to keep you guys any longer. Those were just things that was heavy weighing on my heart. I really hope you guys have a wonderful uh, evening. Uh, Make sure you spend time with your family. For the remaining days of Black History Month, there are plenty of movies on Comcast. Um, You could actually just talk it to your remote and say Black History Month. And there are dozens or hundreds of Black movies that talk about our heroes that celebrate our culture just sit down with your family and just watch something powerful and have a discussion about it me and my family we watched something the lord made the other day and we just talked about how unfair it was for how long that man had learned that skill and how influential he was um, with the blue baby curing those babies and how it took so long for him to get the acknowledgement and recognition that he deserved. Those are things we need to be talking about with our children. Those are cycles that we need to be breaking. So I encourage all of you, even if you don't have kids, take a moment and just watch some of our stories. You know, Comcast did a great job of having that content available Please take advantage of it. You guys stay encouraged. You have a great day. This is Drinks with Drea podcast. I'm sipping on water. Get your H2O in, baby. Drink your water. If you can't do a gallon a day, do a half a gallon. Can't do a half a gallon. Get you a couple ounces. Get some of that H2O. Y'all have a good one, and I'll talk to you soon.